Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. We hope to enrich your life through reaching, serving, giving, and building. As you listen to this teaching, be inspired to fulfill your God-given destiny through the power of His Word. If you have your Bibles, turn to the Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. We are putting the finishing touches on a series called Fresh Air. Fresh Air air. I I love this. I think this has been a valuable journey for us over the last five or six weeks as we've talked about the Holy Spirit. Has this been helpful to anybody? I hope God has has grown us. He's uh, enlarged us. He's stretched us. I think there's a certain uh, uh, expectation. You know, once you realize who the Holy Spirit is and what he does, you don't just show up to church casually. You come with a sense of expectation. Can I have a good amen? We've talked about, over the last five or six weeks, we talked about who the Holy Spirit is. We talked about what the Holy Spirit does. We've talked about the fruit of the Spirit. When, when the Holy Spirit resides in you, there are certain things that grow from you. We spent two weeks and we talked about the gifts of the Spirit and, and all the tools that God has given us to be able to live powerfully uh, in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. So I thought probably a great way to punctuate this series, to finish this series off, is to talk about walking with the Spirit. Because once you have an understanding of all those things that are available, the gifts and the fruit and and the the power of God's Spirit, what do you do with all of it? We're going to walk with the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about that for a few minutes today. Galatians chapter 5, starting with verse 16. Now, let me be quick to say this. This may be the end of the series, but this is not the end of the work of the Holy Spirit. All right, this is only the beginning. Come on, turn your neighbor and say, it's just getting started up in here. Come on, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, Paul says it this way. He says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. How many of you know that we have a sin nature? That's why God sent Jesus, and Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, because he knew that there are natural desires, there are things that our flesh wants to do that works in opposition to what the Spirit wants to do. Verse 17, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces, everybody say two forces. Now, this is a a beautiful picture here. It creates tension. And I think many of you, you know this tug of war very well. There are two forces that are at work within us. There's the force of our flesh, and then there's the force of God's spirit. The Bible says that these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Can I have an amen for the reading of the word? Okay, so here's, here's the picture that Paul gives us, and you know, he talks about the desires of the Spirit. He talks about the longings of our flesh. He says that the flesh wars against the Spirit, and the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of our flesh. So these two forces constantly being in tension, I kind of got a, a picture in my mind. There's an illustration that I want to show you today, and I hope that you remember it when we talk about walking with the Spirit. Now, in my mind, this illustration, it plays out beautifully. 
but in real life, this, this may be disastrous, okay? So I'm taking a risk today, okay? How many of you with me? Say, Mike, I'm with you. Come on, say, preach it, preacher. Okay, here we go. Rachel, come up here. I want, I want to, I want to uh, and she's kind of been reluctant, a little resistant toward this. This is what I love about Rachel, because she just doesn't like the spotlight. She just likes to kind of serve in a supportive role. But last Sunday when she preached on Mother's Day, didn't she do an amazing job? Oh, I love this girl. Girl, you rock. You rock. You know, I had people tell me all, all day last Sunday, man, she, she just, she preaches better than you. She's a whole lot prettier than you are. And she let us out early. Come on. What, what, we need to give her more opportunity. And uh, so, baby, you're fantastic. You let me preach? Okay, cool. Okay, so here's, here's, the, here's the illustration, okay? The Bible says, Paul says, to walk with the Spirit. The, he says to be led by the Spirit. But he also recognizes that there's a, an issue called flesh, okay? So for this illustration, Rachel is going to be the Holy Spirit. How many think that's a, that's a smart idea? She, she's going to be the Holy Spirit. Brother Wayne says that the Holy Spirit wears a skirt, okay? So I, I get it. Fellas, how many know God will use your wife to talk to you? Come on, talk to me. Yep, yep. So in this illustration, she's the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be the flesh, okay? I'm going to be the, what, what opposes the Spirit. Um, and I thought about this, too, because this is a good analogy just for, you know, married couples. Because how many know sometimes it's difficult to make things mesh in a marriage? Anybody ever had problems in a marriage? Okay, some of you not being honest right now. <laughs> Rachel and I have discovered that when we have issues in our marriage, we know, we both know what the problem is, don't we? It's me. <laughs> Just saying, okay. So here's this little, this little rubber band. Have y'all seen the, um, um, maybe you used to do this back in the day when you were a kid, like the three-legged races. How many's ever done those three-legged races? Okay, so this is kind of how it's going to work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get us yoked together. Yeah, she says, Mike, stay on your knees right here at my feet. That's where you belong. I know it. Hey, what's going on up there? All right. I'm just saying, it's my girl. I love my girl. feel like a garter right here. My goodness, Lord. I'm trying to stick my leg in this thing, girl. What you doing? Would you just be still? I, I got to put my leg in it, okay? Well, I'm trying to, okay, help. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. We good? All right. We got your skirts caught. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Hey, all right. Okay, so, so here's how this looks. Here's how I envisioned it in my mind. We've got spirit and we've got flesh, okay? The, the, the flesh and the spirit, they kind of oppose each other. But Paul says, when you accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit enters you, and he says, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So now what we're going to do, since you're the Holy Ghost, I'm going to follow your lead, okay? So wh where you want to go? You're going to count us off. Ready? One, two, three. All right. Hey, yep. All right. We're flowing pretty good right now, girl. Yes, indeed. Yes. But wait a second. I want to go over here. I want to do this thing right here. But wait, wait, watch it. Watch it. Watch them high heels, girl, stepping on my foot. Now, look, here's what Paul talks about because tension, there, there's tension. Now, slow down, baby. Slow down. Okay. But she's in charge, right? She's the spirit, right? Now, how many know sometimes we try to tell the Holy Spirit what we want to do? 
And that's where tension comes in because the Spirit knows where truth is. The Spirit leads us and guides us. The Spirit is going to show us which way to go. But how many of you have had moments or seasons in your life where you felt like you needed to tell God a few things? God, wait, apparently you don't have the full story. Let me help you. Is anybody good at helping God? Here's where I feel tension on this rubber band right here. When I try to do my thing on my own and drag her with me. How many know there's, that's trouble right there? There's problems. You know, when, when my flesh wants a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts, but the spirit is saying, no, be healthy. Okay? Spirit wants your, wants your body to be healthy, but your flesh says, no, give me Krispy Kreme. How many know those two are kind of opposing one another. Or when somebody hurts your feelings or says something against you or offends you, what will the Spirit of God say? What's the Holy Spirit say about that? Spirit's got nothing to say? (laughs) How many know your flesh has a whole lot to say? The Spirit will say, forgive, but your flesh says, smack them in the face. Come on, somebody. Uh, The Spirit of God says, you need to be in church today. But your flesh says, oh, this bed is so comfortable. Come on, am I talking to anybody? Your your spirit and your flesh. But see, the Bible says, Paul says, to walk with the spirit. Here we go. All right. Okay, who's leading here? Me or you? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to let... It's about to fall because you're leading. Okay, I I want you to fall. That'd be bad. Ready? One, two, three. three. (laughs) Well, let's try this again. Ready? Try it again. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, we're going to take your direction. We're going to go at your pace. Can you go a little faster? No. You can't go any faster? Okay, I think we probably better land this illustration right here. Ladies and gentlemen, clap your hands, show your love. Okay, all right, all right, good job, babe. Good job, hey, hey. Oh, fantastic. This, this little rubber band shows you how sometimes when your flesh longs for something, the Spirit says something different. My question to you today is this. How do you walk with the Spirit when you have tension like that? Does anybody know anything about that kind of tension? How many of you, 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 you can identify with what Paul's saying here in Galatians 5? I want you to fast forward a couple verses. I, I think here's how we deal with the tension. Look in verse 24. Paul says this, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Okay, this is big because the cross wasn't just for Jesus. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Paul said there are certain things that we have to crucify. We've got to nail some things, the passions and the desires of our flesh. We nail them to the cross. That's what water baptism is a beautiful picture. And in just a few moments, we're going to go outside and on the patio, we're going to have a pool party and we're going to celebrate life change as men and women have made decisions to, as they go under the water, it's a picture of dying with Jesus, of we, we've, the, the old man, the old spirit, our fleshly desires. We have crucified them and we bury them. And then coming up out of that water, it represents new life in Christ. Are you with me? Here's how you resolve the tension. There are certain things that have to die. You got to crucify some things. And then he says in verse 25, and this is the key verse. This is where I want to stop. This is where I want to break this verse down. Verse 25 says, since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of 
of our lives. Three powerful thoughts in that single verse that I think are going to talk to us today about how we walk with the Spirit. Let me read it again. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, he says, since we're living by the Spirit, that word is the word dependence. Dependence. Oh, listen, we totally depend on the Holy Spirit to do anything. You know, in fact, if you look up the word spirit in the Greek, the Greek word for spirit is pneuma. And you know what that word literally means? It means breath. It means air. It means wind. Let me ask you this. Can you live without breath in your lungs? Can you live apart from air? Just as your physical body is dependent upon air to survive, your soul depends on God's spirit to live. Are you with me? We're so dependent upon the Holy Spirit to help us in every decision, in every moment. I want to tell you, this is a beautiful passage because Paul's telling us that we can live moment by moment dependent upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does so many things. Think about it. John 14 says the Holy Spirit teaches us, teaches. How many of you still have a lot to learn? How many of you know we're growing? We haven't arrived I mean, I may not be where I want to be. Thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm a work in progress. I'm growing. I'm learning. Aren't you thankful that the Spirit of God will teach us? The Scripture also says in John 14 that the Holy Spirit reminds us. How many of you have ever forgotten a few things? How many of you lose your car keys at least once a month? Ever misplaced your purse or your wallet? Yes, sometimes we we know these things, but the Holy Spirit will cause us to remember things that we've forgotten. Uh, the, The Scripture also says that the Holy Spirit guides us. And this is a beautiful thing because sometimes we make wrong choices, we listen to wrong voices, and we get lost. But the Holy Spirit can take us in our confusion and guide us back to a place called truth. Are you with me? It's like this this heavenly GPS. Sometimes you'll make a, a wrong turn or two. And what, what is that? The, 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 the lady in, in GPS, she says, recalculating route, recalculating. Okay, she's going to give you step-by-step instructions on how to get back onto the right track. That's the same work that the Spirit of God does for us. He guides us. The Bible also says the Holy Spirit convicts us. Somebody say conviction. Listen, that's a beautiful term. That's a great term. Conviction is what brings us back to a thing called truth. How many of you are thankful for the truth of God's spirit? Bible says we'll know truth and that truth is what sets us free. Many people are bound because they don't know truth. And the spirit of God will bring conviction reminding us of what's true. Romans 8 says the the Holy Spirit prays for us. Aren't you thankful that the spirit of the living God, Romans 8, 26 says that when we don't know how to pray as we should, the spirit himself prays for us with groanings that can't even be uttered. Aren't you thankful that the Holy Spirit will pray? The perfect prayer. It can't be intercepted by the enemy. He's praying directly to God himself on your behalf. And then the book of Acts says the Holy Spirit empowers us. Now look at that list. He teaches us, he reminds us, he guides us, he convicts us, he prays for us, he empowers us. How many of you are thankful all that the Holy Spirit does in your life? I'm thankful for that. Can you imagine your life apart from the Holy Spirit? Listen, here's the equation. 
Mike Heyman subtract the Holy Spirit equals a big hot mess. How many know we're messed up apart from the Holy Spirit? Do you know who I am apart from the Holy Spirit? I'm mean. I'm selfish. I'm rude. I'm a grouch. I'm stingy. I'm jealous. I'm full of pride. I'm full of lust. If you subtract the Holy Spirit from my life, I don't have a whole lot. I'm going to tell you this. We are so dependent on who the Holy Spirit is. I'm telling you, apart from the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. But with the Holy Spirit, we can do all things. Come on, if you believe that, put your hands together this morning. Apart from him, I can't do much. But with him, I can do everything I need to do what he's called me to do. Do you know what I've been praying the last several months? Every night before I put my head on my pillow, here's what I say to God. I say, Lord, if you wake me up in the morning, I promise you won't regret it. I promise, Lord, if, you, if you'll just give me the grace to wake up tomorrow morning, oh, God, you, you won't regret it. And I fall asleep and I wake up. I did it this morning. I woke up and I said, yes. Thank you, God. Thank you for a new day. Thank you for new opportunities. Holy Spirit, I need you. I'm going to allow you to take the lead and do what only you can do. God, I promise you, you're not going to regret it. You won't regret this day. Why? Because I'm walking with the Spirit. I want to encourage you. Some of you need to go to bed at night and say, Lord, if you wake me up tomorrow, you won't regret it. And then when God gives you a new day, he gives you new opportunities. He gives you a new grace. Listen, you are not, you're never a victim to your circumstances. Can I just say, can I tell you something right now? You are never at the mercy of your circumstances. There's absolutely nothing I can't do now listen to this. There's absolutely nothing I can't do something about. Can I have a good amen? Somebody say nothing. Say something. There's absolutely nothing I can't do something about. Even if it's simply changing my attitude so my spirit is not destroyed. Come on, can somebody give me a good amen today? With the help of the Holy Spirit, you can do something about that situation, even if it's just changing what's happening on the inside of you. Does that make sense? Oh, we got it. Living by the Spirit means we depend on him. Now, Paul says this, number two. He says, since, we, since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading. You know what that word is? Number one, of course, we depend on the Holy Spirit. But number two, we're sensitive. There's a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. If we're going to follow the Spirit's leading, we're going to have to be sensitive. We're going to have to yield and respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Now, now there are several words, and I know they're kind of mystical when we talk about them, but I want to kind of remove the mystery from them. When we say the promptings of the Holy Spirit or the whispers of the Holy Spirit are the nudge of the Holy Spirit. How many know what I'm talking about when I say that? When you just kind of sense something on the inside and now listen, it's a nudge. The, the Holy Spirit's not going to shove you into anything. How many know that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman? And in fact, one, one, one pastor said this, the symbol of the Holy Spirit is a dove. 
okay? Now, if you're going to walk with the Spirit, if there's a dove on your shoulder, how are you going to walk with that dove? Gently and carefully. Okay, think about this. Here's the picture. The Holy Spirit. There's a sensitivity that we have to the Holy Spirit. He may nudge us, and he'll tell us different things in certain circumstances. This is how much God loves us. He would send us the Holy Spirit to guide us moment by moment, step by step. This is beautiful. You don't have to wait till you come to church on Sunday morning and hear from the pastor to get instruction from God. God would love you so much that he'd give you the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of you that if you're dependent upon him, you're going to be sensitive and hear his voice. You know what the Holy Spirit will tell you sometimes? In fact, the Holy Spirit tells you four things. Sometimes he tells you go. Sometimes he tells you no. Sometimes he tells you slow. Sometimes he tells you grow. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, go, go, go. You'll be, I've had this happen to me time and time again. Been in a restaurant, having lunch with somebody, and I see somebody across the, the, the way, and I just sense the Holy Spirit whisper to me, buy their lunch. Or I have money in my pocket. Come on, how many's ever had like $20 in your pocket? And then you're talking to somebody, and they're sharing about a situation, and man, they're needing finances, and you know the Holy Spirit is talking to you about that money in your pocket. Holy Spirit, don't talk to you about your money. (laughs) Y'all getting quiet up in here. Am I the only one that God talks to about money in my pocket? How many's ever negotiated with God in that moment? You got that $20, and man, there's a need right there in front of you, and the Holy Spirit's just whispering to you, and he's saying, go, give. And you're like, oh, that, that, that can't be, that ain't God. That ain't God. I rebuke you, devil. That ain't God. Devil, get thee behind me. Listen, the devil's not gonna tempt you to be generous. Come on, somebody. If if there's money in your pocket and you're wondering whether or not you should give it or whether you shouldn't give it, I want to clear this up really quickly. The devil's not going to tell you to be generous with what you have. But Mike, what if it's just my my own thoughts and it's not really the spirit of God? Can I encourage you? I've made a decision that if I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of generosity. Maybe I made a mistake. I'd rather make a mistake on the giving side than on the stingy side because I know if I give, and well, maybe it wasn't God. Well, listen, I gave it in faith, and the Bible says when you give, it comes back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I made a mistake. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will whisper to you and say, go. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will nudge you and say, uh-uh-uh-uh. Nope, nope, don't get in that relationship, don't make that business deal, don't, don't make that partnership, and you don't even know the details. You don't know what's wrong, but you just know something's wrong. Can I tell you, that is the prompting of the Holy Spirit saying, nope, don't do it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, he'll say go, he'll say no, sometimes he'll say slow down slow. I'm telling you, it's hard to be sensitive to the spirit when you're running 90 miles an hour. Because you know what? Life gets blurry when you're always in a hurry. And sometimes God's saying, put the brakes on. I'm trying to give you some perspective. Or sometimes God says, you know what? You're not ready. I want you to grow. I'm trying to get you. I know you got a dream. I know you have a desire. I know there's a certain expectation, but I'm trying to get you ready so that when the time is right, that thing will come into your circle of influence and it'll be a blessing to you and everybody around you. Is this making sense? 
You see, the, 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 and I, I do believe this, we can lose sensitivity to the spirit. You see, the enemy of your soul wants to do everything he can to desensitize you. Okay, our heart is to be tender toward the Holy Spirit, sensitive. And if he moves or if he nudges or if he whispers, okay, we're there. And here's the picture that I got. And this may not make any sense. And it's kind of gross a little bit because I don't like feet. How many of you get grossed out at feet? There's just, yeah, feet are just, yeah, I don't even like my own feet, you know. Um, but how many of you are, have ever been ticklish at the bottom of your feet. Any, any people this rich? When I was a kid, man, my dad would wear us out. He'd grab, put both of our ankles together and tickle the fire out of us. It was just really sensitive to the touch. But, but it's interesting how, you know, when you're young, you can be really ticklish. But then as you get older, you know, maybe you run around barefooted all the time. And, and so you get calluses on the bottoms of your feet. And what was sensitive to you as a kid, you don't even feel as an adult. At one time, and man, if somebody just looked at my feet, I was like, ooh, stay away, stay away. You know, but now, you know, because of calluses and over time, you can't even feel somebody touching your feet. I'm going to tell you what, the same is true for your spirit. When you're walking in, in step with the spirit, you can be sensitive to what he's trying to tell you, but the enemy will do everything he can to cause you to lose sensitivity and so you don't hear what you used to hear. Are you with me? You don't sense what you used to sense. How did, well, I don't feel God talking to me anymore. Well, maybe your heart has become calloused and you've lost sensitivity. One of the, one of the saddest portions of scripture to me is in the book of uh, Judges when he talks about Samson. Samson was one of the great men. I mean, did exploits. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit would come upon Samson. And I mean, he had the strength of, you know, a hundred men. It wasn't his own strength, but it was the Spirit of God that would come on him. But then there was a woman that came into his life and her name was Delilah. Oh, Delilah, she was smooth, she was cunning, she was sly. Oh, Samson, if you really loved me, you'd tell me why you're so strong. What's the source of your strength? And so she totally set him up. And you know the story. A couple times, you know, the Philistines come running in and he's tied up. And, and you know, as soon as he wakes up from his slumber, he just... You saw what I did there, baby. That's your man right here, baby. Mm, 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 mm. Come on, thunder, lightning, baby. Don't get caught in the storm. I'm just kidding. I don't know where that came from. What's wrong with me? Uh, what am I talking about? Oh, Samson, Samson, Samson. And so, you know, she, then she just said, oh, you're tricking me. Oh, you're just making me look so foolish. And so finally he tells her, listen, the source of my strength, I, I made a commitment to God. I took a, a Nazarite vow. My hair has never been cut. That's all she needed to know. He falls asleep. She cuts his hair. Here come the Philistines. And look at what the scripture says. I want you to see this. This, this breaks me down. Judges 16:20. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But watch this. He didn't even realize that the Lord had left him. Oh, 
I don't want to ever be at a place in my life where my heart is so calloused and I've lost sensitivity and I don't even realize that the Spirit of God is gone. You know, when we're walking with the Spirit, number one, we've got to depend on Him. But number two, we've got to be sensitive to Him. Are you catching this? And let me give you this final thought. Let me give this this last thought. And then Paul closes this scripture out and he says, but we got to be sensitive to him and obey him in every part of our lives. Number three, in every part of our lives. And that's the word obedience. That's the word obedience. You know, if we're going to depend on the Holy Spirit moment by moment, day to day. Lord, if you wake me up tomorrow, I promise you, you won't regret it. We wake up, we're trusting him moment by moment. We're sensitive to the whispers of the Holy Spirit, the the promptings of the Holy Spirit, the nudges of the Spirit. Then when he tells us something to do, how many of you know, we got to do it. It's obedience. We can't put the Holy Spirit in time out. Okay. Okay. Holy Spirit, you go over there. You know, I need you. Please teach me, help me, convict me, guide me, remind me, empower me, all these things. But, but when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, we can't say, you know what, I'm going to do what I feel like doing. Let me ask you this question, parents. If you had a 10-year-old son and you told your son, son, I want you to take out the trash now. And your son said, I'll do it when I feel like it. Did you feel that just come into this room right now? Some of you just arched your back. (laughs) If you tell your son to take out the trash now and he says, I'll do it when I feel like it. What do you call that? I call that trouble. (laughs) If I were to tell my dad, I'll do it when I feel like it. You know what my dad would do? He would take a paddle about three feet long. And it had a rubber handle that was just, I mean, you could grip it. And he would take that paddle and he would write the words and take a magic marker and would write the words like it, L-I-K-E-I-T, like it. He said, Mike, you said you'd do it when you felt like it. Here's Mr. Like it. I want you to feel like it. God created you with a, come on now. (laughs) Whoa. Dad and I would have a powwow. Yes, we would. Daddy would go pow. I would go wow. I feel like it, daddy. I feel like it. There's nothing more I want to do than to take that trash out right now. I felt like it. Holy Spirit will speak to you. And listen, it's to help you. It's for your benefit. God's not trying to punish you. He's not trying to take the, watch this. He's not trying to take the joy out of life. He's trying to take the sting out of life. Some of you, your life has been in a mess because you've just resisted the promptings and the whispers of the Holy Spirit. And you've gotten to a situation now that you, you, there's just nothing you can do. I mean, life has become increasingly difficult. You say, Mike, I don't know how to clean up what I've messed up. Oh, listen, the Holy Spirit does. He's pretty good 
at cleaning up messes. He's pretty good at taking people out of confusion and putting them into something that's very clear and obvious. He can, he can heal people of hurts and he can set people on course. He can help you understand your purpose in life. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Who wouldn't want that? The Bible says, since we live by the Spirit, let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Lord, we depend on your Spirit. Uh, We're sensitive to that Spirit. But Lord, whatever the Spirit tells us to do, we're going to do. In fact, that word obedience, it's interesting to me. If you look at it, look at the word obedience. Look at those three letters right in the middle of that word. Now look at the, the one letter in the middle of that word. Brother Wayne says, if you're going to obey, obedience means the eye has to die. Lord, sometimes I got to grit my teeth to just move forward and do it, what the Spirit of God's telling me to do, even when my feelings don't cooperate. But I promise you this, if you'll obey what the Spirit of God is telling you, you will never be disappointed. Never. That's why the Spirit comes alongside to help us. That's why we walk in the Spirit. You know, one translation in in that Galatians 5.25, the Bible says, since we're walking in the Spirit, let us keep in step. Let us keep in step. Step by step. You know what he's saying there? There's a cadence. There's a rhythm. There's a pace. Roman military officers. You can study this in ancient history. The history tells us that these soldiers would line up side by side and they had shields that would interlock one with another and they would trust their officer to give them a cadence. And when that officer would speak, they would step as he spoke. They all step in unison. There was formation, there was strength, there was protection. What would happen if Healing Place Church would walk with the Spirit? I think God would bring strength to us as a spiritual family. There would be leadership. There'd be direction. There'd be protection. There would be power. I would tell you this. You need the Holy Spirit's direction because you need the power that's released in, in your life. You need the, the power of God's Spirit to be released in you when you're walking in step with Him. Amen. Do you receive that today? Thank you for listening. For more information about Healing Place Church, go to healingplacechurch.org or give us a call at 225-753-2273.